Early voting is underway for the midterm elections, and every race matters. From the governor to the U.S. Senate, the legislature on down to the school boards. The gaggle and the Arizona Republic's political team are connecting with candidates so you can hear them make their case to voters in their words. This is a part of a series of special bonus episodes of The Gaggle throughout the voting period. I'm Amanda Luberto, one of the producers for The Gaggle. In this bonus episode, we'll hear from Democratic candidate Greg Stanton, who is running for the 4th Congressional District. This district covers Tempe and parts of Mesa, Phoenix, and Chandler. It's been referred to as the Big Purple Corridor because of its independent-leaning nature. We reached out to the Republican candidate for this race, Kelly Cooper, but he did not respond to a request to participate. The questions today will be asked by politics reporter for the Republic, Tara Koppeler. I was wondering if you can talk a little bit about some of your proudest legislative accomplishments. Okay, happy to do it. You know, as a as a former mayor, I've been a leader on infrastructure and infrastructure development for as long as I've been in public life. As mayor, I led the largest transportation infrastructure project uh, in Phoenix history, a 35-year, $32 billion plan to invest in uh, our roads and street uh, street improvements, uh, our public transportation, uh, light rail, etc. So for me, it was a natural to be a leader on transportation and infrastructure issues here in Congress. That's why I sought a seat uh, on the very competitive transportation and infrastructure uh, committee. And so, you know, number one, we delivered big on infrastructure investment for the people of America, the largest infrastructure investment uh, in American history, including significant resources for water infrastructure uh, for Arizona. That's big picture. Specifically, issues that I have been the, the main lead on, uh, we created a, a new water infrastructure authority. It never been, we never had one in Arizona. Other states had had one, but we didn't have one in Arizona. A specific water infrastructure authority that would help uh, smaller communities, rural communities, tribal communities, who don't have necessarily the resources to do water infrastructure, but need to do so if we're really gonna do all we can to overcome the drought and the drought conditions that exist in Arizona, we were able to get that authorized and through Congress and signed by the president. And now we've had tens of millions of dollars of projects for these smaller communities and and, uh, tribal communities. And that project is growing by leaps and bounds. So this Arizona Water Infrastructure Authority is one that I led on. It's right in my wheelhouse as a leader on uh, on infrastructure. But on other issues we're really proud of, uh, as you know, there's been a fight to try to get um, drug prices, the pharmaceutical drug prices reduced uh, to allow the government to negotiate uh, drug prices uh, to reduce uh, the cost of pharmaceutical drugs for uh, people across our country. And it was a big fight against Big Pharma, and we got it done. Uh, and so for the first time ever, we'll be able to uh, have the government negotiate uh, drug prices, significantly reducing the cost of, um, uh, of pharmaceutical drugs. And that is um, uh, a major achievement for, uh, for this Congress and something that I personally am very proud of. Only certain drugs, right? At first, it'd only be certain drugs. As you know, there's a smaller number that begin in a couple years, and then from there, it'll grow to a larger number of drugs that'll be uh, negotiated. What we passed in the House of Representatives, what I supported and was strongly behind, was allowing negotiation for all, uh, all drug prices. As you know, it was a negotiation with the Senate, so it's still a huge accomplishment, and we've got more work to do. And certainly, 
if reelected, I will continue to uh, advocate for reduced drug prices and allow the government to negotiate even more drug prices. You know, I, I made a choice uh, when I ran for Congress in 2018. I was not going to take a dime from Big Pharma. Uh, so that way I would be, when, when, in terms of my advocacy for the people of Arizona against Big Pharma, they knew they could have confidence that, uh, uh, that I was going to be on the side of the people of, uh, of Arizona. And I'm glad that, number one, I made that choice, and number two, that that has paid off so successfully for the people of Arizona. And would you say that that's, if you're elected or reelected, if that would be your legislative priority for next session, or do you have a legislative priority for next session if you're reelected? I'm a broken record. Uh, I'm going to make sure that the, the infrastructure dollars that have already been allocated, that Arizona gets its fair share of that. As you know, Arizona has unique infrastructure needs. We're both one of the largest states in the United States of America in terms of population, over 7 million residents, and we're one of the fastest growing states. And we have a long history. So we have both the need to um, rebuild aging infrastructure, crumbling infrastructure, and the need to get ahead of the curve, if you will, as we continue uh, to grow. So projects like I-11, the, uh, the, 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 the interstate that will connect Phoenix to Las Vegas, the two largest metropolitan areas not connected by interstate, I'm going to be a passionate advocate for, number one, making sure we get our fair share of the infrastructure dollars already allocated and continue to invest in infrastructure. If the United States is going to remain the strongest economy on planet Earth, and I want it to be, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to invest in infrastructure and education. And I'm on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee and I'm going to be a passionate advocate. Second, um, the issue that I'm going to be have been involved in, both in terms of advocacy as well as resources, water. The issues as it relates to the drought, 22-year drought, the largest, uh, sadly, the worst drought in 1,200 years in our community. Um, that's the greatest threat to the economic growth of the state of Arizona. It's why I advocated in the infrastructure bill, $8 billion for water infrastructure, in the Inflation Reduction Act, $4 billion for water infrastructure specifically. Arizona's gonna do very well in that regard. I've got my own bill in which I've added $500 million for water uh, uh, infrastructure. The ability to move water more efficiently, especially non-potable water. We gotta stop watering our golf courses with drinking water. We've gotta have the infrastructure to move um, non-potable water, recycling water more efficiently so we draw down less water from the Colorado River. That's going to be a big part of overcoming uh, the, the drought conditions and allowing our economy to still grow while conserving, uh, while conserving more water. So water advocacy is going to be at the very top of my list uh, when I'm re-elected to another term as well. And using my bully pulpit to speak loudly on water. You know, we wrote a pretty strongly worded letter to the President of the United States saying, we need you to get involved in this interstate negotiations now. Time is wasting. We are, we are rapidly are, um, getting towards Deadpool uh, in Lake Mead. If that happens, that's a, that is the major water source for 40 million Americans in Arizona, Southern California, and Nevada. We can't let that happen. And the longer we wait to make tough decisions about where the cuts are gonna come from, the closer we get 
to Deadpool. We can't waste any more time. I was disappointed that when the Bureau of Reclamation uh, announced Tier 2, we, we, we arrived at Tier 2 under the drought contingency mm -hmm. plan, that they didn't also demand cuts from California, Arizona, uh, Nevada, and the other states. You know what they did do? They said Arizona needs to make significant cuts, but California, nothing. That doesn't work. And so I wrote a letter to the president saying we need your leadership, and I wrote a letter to Gavin Newsom of California saying we need your leadership to have California offer up their fair share of cuts so that we can overcome this. This is, this is your classic case where we are going to sink or swim together. We all, at all the states need to come together and reach compromise. That's not happening, so the president needs to come in and say, tell them this is what's gonna happen. So we know what's gonna happen. We can get about the business of making the necessary, planning for the necessary cuts, making the necessary cuts so we can conserve the Colorado River as an ongoing resource for the people of Arizona, and we can continue to grow our economy. We need real leadership. And so both in terms of providing resources through the appropriations process and through my work on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee, and using the bully pulpit that the people of Arizona have given me, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be an advocate on the issue of water for the people of Arizona. Would you say that that's uh, your district's most pressing issue? Yes, I would say, look, both my district and for Arizona, it's, 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 it's one and the same. This is the challenge of our time, is, um, is dealing with the challenge of this 1200 year record drought the worst we've seen in 1,200 years. We actually can overcome it, but we got to get about the business of doing it. By the way, not just I'm, I, as I'm talking about, I'm talking about some big picture issues, but in my district, I got to work talking to the mayors and, and cities because I'm like a mayor in Congress. That's how I view myself. You know, I'm, I'm a former mayor. That's how I view the world. I want to I serve the people of the cities that I'm lucky enough to represent. So I work very closely with the mayors and city councils and teams. And they told me uh, in Tempe, we were able to get the resources that they could reopen the Kyrene water treatment uh, plant, which is gonna help, that, help them better recycle water and deal with drought. With um, uh, Chandler, we were able to work with them to uh, get new resources for a water project, which is actually gonna help them and Intel, and Intel to better recycle uh, water so that Intel, which is you know driving thousands of new jobs, has the minimal amount of impact on water usage for, uh, uh, for the state of Arizona. The other thing I would mention, obviously, is that my district is the epicenter of semiconductor manufacturing in the United States of America. No state is going to better benefit from the CHIPS Act. No district is going to better benefit from the CHIPS Act than the district that I'm fortunate enough uh, to represent. That's why I was such a passionate advocate for passage of the, of the CHIPS Act so that we can not only in general bring more domestic manufacturing of this most important uh, element of our economy, semiconductor manufacturing, critical for our economy, critical for our national defense, uh, bring it back to America. But more specifically, you're gonna see my district create more jobs in that field than any other district in the United States of America. And that's why I was such a passionate advocate for passage of the CHIPS Act uh, as well. Why do you think the, the issue of water it feels like there hasn't been the sense of urgency with it that it deserves. Why do you think that that is? I can't. I mean, I, like, I can only speak for myself. Mm -hmm. There's been a sense. If you if you read my work and what what I've led on in terms of legislatively mm -hmm. and what I've led on in terms of using the bully pulpit of my office, there's been a sense of um, of urgency when the drought contingency plan 
was passed by the legislature. We were able to get it done on an expedited schedule through Congress in a bipartisan uh, way. Now we realize DCP isn't enough. We have to go further. I've been sounding the alarm. And then, you know, look, you know, the president, the president and I are the same party, but I'm, I got to call it as I see it. That's my responsibility as a leader. And I call it saying the president needs to do more to step in and provide, uh, to provide leadership right now on this issue of deciding where the cuts are gonna come from. Because I think the states will only reach compromise if they know that the federal government, in this case, Department of Interior and the, and the White House, are serious about making the, uh, uh, making the tough decisions. So I have used the bully pulpit. But look, I've been doing this for a long time. When I was mayor of the city of Phoenix, we created the Colorado River Resiliency Fund where ratepayers in the city of Phoenix would, would a portion of their water bill would go for water conservation projects around the state of Arizona because we saw this coming. And so, look, in order for Arizona to overcome these challenges, I mentioned the interstate compact, but in addition, inside Arizona, we need a lot more partnership between the big cities, rural Arizona, the tribal communities. Everyone's got to come together and engage in a reasonable amount of sacrifice in order to overcome these challenges. And um, I was in Phoenix, I was the first city to do it, to actually provide a specific fund, not to spend money inside the city of Phoenix, but to spend money outside the city of Phoenix on important water conservation projects, knowing that whether the city of Phoenix is in a good position from a water perspective, or Tempe, or Chandler, uh, or uh, Mesa, whether those cities are, you know, because I represent, you know, kind of urban part of Maricopa County, whether those cities are in a stronger position than rural Arizona, it doesn't matter. We're all in this together. We have to, you know, again, sink or swim uh, together. And so I've been, invo- I've been involved in leadership on water, water conservation, better managing the drought conditions um, throughout my time in public life, both as a city official and now as a member of Congress. That wraps up this bonus episode of the Gaggle's 2022 midterm Q&As. Thanks again to Tara Kovler for conducting the interview. You can follow her work online at azcentral.com and on Twitter at Kovler Tara. That's K-A-V-A-L-E-R-T-A-R-A. You can follow me at Amanda Luberto. That's L-U-B-E-R-T-O. Keep up to date with all of our episodes by subscribing to The Gaggle wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for more candidate Q&As by The Gaggle.